para pa pa para All right, ladies and gentlemen, how y'all doing this Saturday morning? Welcome to the side, John. It's your host, Dennis Holmes. I'm here with my co-host, the chocolate girl, Sharon Mullen. How you doing, Sharon? I'm doing great. How about you, Dan? Uh, I'm feeling pretty good. Feeling pretty good. You know, football is officially... Yes! NFL! 2021 Hall of Fame game kicked it off. <laughs> I ain't even gonna lie, man. I had a great time watching that preseason game. Um, I did too. Mm-hmm. How, how did you, well, you know, you being a Steelers fan, how did you feel about it? Matter of fact, you, you kind of boycotted the NFL for a little while. So, how did you yes. feel to watch your first game after your boycott and seeing your team play for the first game? Well, it it really was um, exciting. It was very exciting for me. Being a a huge NFL fan, my sister and I both, and I'm bringing her up because I always, over the past four seasons when I was not actually sitting down watching full, complete football games, I would often find myself over at her house on NFL Sunday and she loves football as much as I do. So she would have the games on. So I would go in the other room. That's how serious I was about it. I mean, I was not watching football and I meant it because I, I just couldn't. And it wasn't that I thought, okay, Sharon Mullins not watching NFL. That's going to break the NFL down. No, I know my, this one person not watching did not affect their ratings or anything like that, or their pockets. But for me, it was just a conscious thing. I, 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 I it, it used to make me feel ill watching it because all I could think about was Kaepernick. And I'm serious, I would be mad. I would, I would literally be sitting there feeling angry because he's not playing anywhere. <laughs> and this lasted four freaking seasons. So now I'm like, well, enough is enough. I love the NFL. I love my Steelers. So I just made a decision that this year, uh, this season, I would go back to looking, watching the NFL. And I really, really was excited. And then, you know, I love the the, the Steelers uh, black, black jerseys. I love the black over the white. I just love the black. That black just... It just does something to me when they have on the black unis. It just does something. So watching them play and they're playing, you know, the iconic Cowboys, you know, that Steelers Cowboy thing, that rivalry, you know, they're up on us, I think three or four games out of, out of our whole existence playing each other. I think they're, they've won like three or four more games than we have in the rivalry. So this inched us up one. 
<laughs> so I'm glad about that. And uh, the game was great. I felt like the Steelers did a pretty good job. I feel like those players that are sucky players sucked. And the ones that have already proven that they're going to be great, you could tell it. That's how I felt. So I was very good. I was excited to see what type of offensive scheme Matt Canada came up with. Um, I can tell it's a little different than the prior offensive coordinators schemes. And, and I'm good with that because I thought he was bad. And so did Ben Roethlisberger. So, you know, it was very exciting for me. It was exciting to see those two teams go at it. I was glad to get to see the other three quarterbacks all play. I had forgotten about what was uh, the third one? I keep forgetting his name. Oh, you're talking um, about Josh from the University of Tennessee. Yeah, I, I kept forgetting he was there. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, I actually still liked him better than Mason Rudolph. I felt like Rudolph is the worst out of all the quarterbacks on our team. In fact, they should have never re-signed him. Yeah, never. Joshua Dobbs. Yeah, Dobbs, yeah. Uh, I, I thought he Dobbs. even did better. So... You know, I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to the rest of the preseason to see what comes of that that uh quarterback position. Yeah, I was uh well, you know me. As I as I said, I was watching, you know, the team in my division that everybody got them to pick to win my division, which is the Dallas Cowboys. For those those don't know, I am a Philadelphia Eagles fan. Yeah, and I was also watching the team that's in my state. Because everybody said they're the best team in my state, so I was, you know, I was paying close attention to everybody, you know. Um, yeah, I know, I know you hate us though, Dennis. <laughs> it ain't, it ain't, it's not hate. It's not hate. It's love. Oh yeah, you, you, that lovely hate. You it's you can't love. stand the Steelers. <laughs> um, I was impressed by y'all punter. <laughs> yes, that, that's the great. I was impressed by y'all punter. I, I, I think yeah. he stole the show last night. Yes, he did. I mean, he look. Uh, what was his name? Let me find it. Seven, uh, I think it's uh, Anthony. Is it, no, it's not Anthony. What's his he name? Got, Press, name? His name is Presley Harvin yeah, the third. Harvin. Yeah. Yep. Remember when he dropped that punt on the Dallas one yard line? One yard line. I was like, whoa. That's talent. That's that's something you see in like a football movie. Right. You know that's, what I mean? <laughs> that's talent. Yeah. Yeah. Because I know they teach you on that drop punt, you got to have a ball a certain way to get that drop punt. But come on, man. For him to do that like that in the preseason game, man, you, y'all might got a punter for the next 15 years. Right there. Y'all might just got y'all one in the seventh round of draft. Um, well, I'm another, I'm happy with him. Another, I think he was, he, was the shi- he was one of the shining stars of the night. You're yeah. right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Another guy on y'all team I was looking at was Claypool. I noticed that he was getting a lot of targets early. I see he's going to be a focal point in the offense. Uh, yes. Along, along with Mr. Najee Harris. Yes. Uh, as as uh, Michael Irvin said, it looks good to see a Harris in the backfield of a, Again. Uh, yep. of a Steelers. You know, I, I didn't see it the first time, but I'll definitely get to see it this time. It looks yep. good to see a Harris in the backfield of the Steelers. So. What? I am privileged to say that I got to see the original Harris and now I get to see this generation Harris and it was a lovely thing to behold. 
I will say. I was very pleased. One thing that concerned me, though, was that both he and Claypool were still in the game late into the second quarter. And I was getting really concerned about that. Oh, they had to get you don't. Well, yeah, yeah, I know. That's what I, and when he did, I was like, oh my gosh, get up. You know, I'm like, no, we, we're not having this already yeah. in the preseason. Like, no, like he just got winded. The ball might have hit him like right, right in the stomach as he went down. Yeah, when he, he landed on the ball, right? And then he landed with force. You could t- what what I saw was that he had lost his footing. He had lost control of his footing after he caught the ball. So it's almost like his body was was going down and he didn't have any control over how hard he went down. He didn't have enough control to break his fall in any way. Right. And so his body just bam hit the pavement. Yeah. I was worried about his neck. That's what I was worried about because it's it's like he kind of fell. It's like he flopped down like a rag doll. And I yeah. was like, oh my gosh, that no. Was a big bounce. When he bounced, I seen the ball yes. go right to his chest. And I was like, oh yeah, that's what happened. Yeah. He got the wind knocked out of him. And I mean, he very slowly got up. I mean, he was down there a long time. But later on, yeah. later on uh, in the game, you know, he was there to congratulate his teammates. Mm-hmm. He was the first one out there to congratulate his teammates. Well, you can tell that he's a leader on the team. He's like a vocal leader. Yeah. He's like he's like the Draymond Green of the Steelers. You know what I mean? He's just all hyped, rallying, you know, getting everybody all riled up. You need players like that on the team. The coach can't do it all. And uh, you need somebody like that that's just, just hyped every game. Let's go. Let's effing go. You know what I mean? Yeah. And 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 I, I I'm looking for great things from this from this player. I'm I really am Claypool. Yeah. This man, I can't wait to see Minka though. Mm. Yeah, I was uh <laughs> I, at the same time I was watching the Cowboys, they they got a pretty good uh duo of backup running backs. I did see that. That that kind of surprised me. Um that they had, you know, two good backup running backs. And um, the offensive line seemed to hold up enough for them, but their quarterback play just wasn't as good as it needed to be. Nah. Um, and you saw Dak was chilling in California. Yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> he was chilling. From that shoulder injury. Right. He, he sure ain't had nothing to worry about. I mean, I did have a take earlier this week that said if uh, if Gabe, Gabe Gabbert came out on fire, like if he's if he scored two touchdowns on them two drives, then it'd have been something to've been talking about. Like, oh man, he, mm-hmm. Gabe Gabbert scored two touchdowns on the first two drives, and he was looking sharp. But since he ain't do none of that, and Dak don't have nothing to worry about. So, oh, not a thing. Yeah, they, Nucci, but Nucci, the, Nucci, hey, Nucci, that Danucci might be out of the league. I'm gonna let everybody know that. Danucci. <laughs> what you think about Nucci. Michael Parsons? I think Michael Parsons was all right. He didn't um. He did pretty good for his first game. He did pretty good. I want to keep seeing more. You know, you got to keep seeing more, keep watching more on him. But he did pretty good for his first game. Well, just for just for stat purposes, he he had three tackles. He recovered a fumble. And he was all over the place chasing down 
whoever had the ball, here comes Parsons. And he was around, he was either in or around whatever was going on with that ball almost every down, every play, almost. Every time I looked up, I saw Parsons' jersey getting up <laughs> right there with the person who stopped, who got stopped. So I think he had a pretty good game. Got to watch out for number 11. Yeah, it is, it definitely if is I remember, if I start to remember your number early in a preseason game, that means you must have made enough noise for me to notice. Because you know how hard, you know how I am. I, I don't do well with just knowing players by number and just seeing the number. You got to tell me who that is. <laughs> but I remember he's number 11. Yeah. He, uh, but the but Dallas are like they're going to get it together. Um like I said, I was I was excited. Um, the one thing that I noticed about that game, like I was I was telling you earlier, as I was watching the commercials, the number one commercial that kept popping up was Pacquiao versus Errol Spence. It just kept popping up to let you know yeah. that on August twenty first, you'll be watching Pacquiao versus Errol Spence. If there was more boxing matches promoted like this, boxing would be a bigger sport. But the fact that you only promote the ones that you want to like this, this is the reason mm-hmm. why boxing is not more of a bigger sport. Now, I can understand you, maybe you can't afford that commercial time slot. I can understand. Right. I know how that is. Mm-hmm. But we now mm-hmm. have social media. Whereas though you can afford to have a marketing social media team to promote these fights. Listen, a Facebook ad. Right. A Facebook ad, which is the cheapest method of advertising that's, that's, that's in I the use. market right now. I use a Facebook ad. Yeah, and it's very, very inexpensive. That's why I don't and very effective. Very effective. It's not It's not just for the small... Yeah, it's not just for the small business owner. And that's what boxing, the boxing industry needs to learn that. It's kind of crazy because I believe they know it, but they just don't mm. want to use it. But why? Why wouldn't they want to use a tool that's going to make them better? I don't understand that. They haven't been using it. I know, but I don't know why they wouldn't want to. If they know about it. We had a, what was the other fight? The the Tank Tank Davis fight when he was fighting, he just won the belt not too long. Was that in in June? You knew all about the Mayweather fight. Mm -hmm. You didn't know that much about the Tank Davis fight. No. Let me tell you when I found out about it. I found out about it when Buck Flair, his uh, post in the in the sports crews, shout out yeah. to Buck Flair, shout out to Buck popped Flair. up on my notifications. That's when I knew it was a fight. <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. And, and, which, and in boxing, what you're trying to do is you're trying to attract the people that don't watch fights. Right. Because like me, because I like me. Because right? I don't watch trying it. To, trying to get mm-hmm. them into boxing. Right. The best way to attract them is, hey, look at this. this oh, yeah, it's not the such fight, man. Mm-hmm. Look at that. You know, the them, uh, them, them, them 24-7s y'all be having on HBO and Showtime. Well, Showtime is called mm-hmm. All Access. But those things, if, if you get more people to watch those, I'm telling you they'll be more into the fight because they get to see the behind the scenes of the fighter. But if the advertisement is not there for that stuff, you won't see it. And, you know, I've heard this a while ago. It was like, 
you know, everybody wants to be, you know, I've heard this from one of my favorite podcasts, Me and Oz River Game. Everybody want to be a rapper. Everybody want to be, you know, CEO and all this. Ain't nobody got a a marketing budget. Nope. You're absolutely right. How you doing all this? You ain't got no marketing budget. That's a, and then, and listen, this is, this is, that's very true. I'm glad you brought that up. And let me tell you what else they do. Once they realize that they need marketing, they want to hire somebody on the cheap or they're very quick to go get interns because they know they, they don't have to pay them. And they always do it in marketing. And I know, you know, being that I'm in that industry, that's what makes it difficult because I have to com- compete with teenagers that will do it for free. Right. That's what I have to compete with. The difference is a lot of the times the younger people only know how to market to other younger people. And that's that's the difference. That is the difference. Yeah, I, I, I learned in this, I learned in all of this throughout my times of uh, podcasting and watching other people, you got to learn how to hustle. Yep. If you don't have a hustle in you, it's not going to work. See, well, if you're a part-timer at this, part-timers mm-hmm. ain't, ain't going to help you. You know what I mean? You want to be a part-time mm-hmm. boxer, then you're going to get part-time people watching. If you if mm-hmm. you put your full length work into it, you put that hard work into it, hard working people will come see you. That's just how the I, game goes. I just say, hey, it's all in what you want. Right. If you do it as a, if you, that's what they always say. That's right. If you do it as a, you do it as a hobby because you just like to do it, and you're not really interested in making a career or a splash or you know anything that you could measure or earn income from. Fine, I won't knock it if that's what you want to do. But don't tell me that you want the bag. But you're not willing to do the work for the bag. Right. You just want it to come to you. It's it's like people are so quick to want that that five minutes of fame of going viral, and then catch this big money in fit for 15 minutes of fame, and then they're okay with phasing out because they've got the money. Right. Then they're gonna use that money, flip it, and do something else with it. No, that's just not for me. I don't want to get. I don't want to be uh, YouTube famous. I want to be not famous, but you know what I'm saying. I don't want to be known for that. Right. I, <laughs> I want to be known for my brand I, I, and what I can point, give to um, society. At one mm-hmm. point, you know, I remember back when I first started and they asked me, well, what you going to do when you get famous? I, said, I wasn't doing nothing different. They was like, yeah, but you know, you get famous, you're going to get haters and this and that. It's like, what? Well, you're going to get haters regardless. I was going to say, I got haters now. Like I said, you, if you ain't got no haters, then you ain't doing something right. That's right. And if you, right. it's going to be people, if, it's, it's people in the comments, man. right? It's people in the comments right now. Exactly. Saying some things about me and stuff like that. Let exactly. Oh, me too. Hey, if y'all don't, if y'all don't know that I have haters, go visit 2MW Sports 360 and post Sharon Muller. You'll see how many haters I got. I got a lot of haters in that group. <laughs> it's, haters, it's just going to be haters everywhere, and that's just the way it is. <laughs> oh, yeah. I ain't got nothing against it, but at the same time, that's another piece of your marketing team. That's let right. Them, let them hate. That's right. That's just what it is. Let Go them right hate. ahead. 
You know, I just, I, I can only be me. I always say that I can only be me. I'm not going to be anybody else. I'm going to be me. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that game, that game was, was great. But I wanted to mention to you too, this last thing about marketing. The WNBA has a similar issue that boxing has in that they don't market properly. No. And I've been saying this for years as well. They're just now getting to the point where doing NBA games, they'll do a breakaway to a WNBA game. They started that during the bubble. And if they keep doing that and connecting the WNBA and the NBA and doing that, those breakaways to those games, that can only increase engagement and viewership. And as you, as I've, I'm constantly saying almost every Tuesday on Talk Your Ish, WNBA viewership is up. It's, going, I'm telling you, it's, it's like going four up. times. It's up like four times as much as the NBA's is up. It's going, so, I'm telling you, it's going to keep going up. Yeah, it's going in the right direction. I really, I really believe Spike Lee needs to make another movie, though. Another. Uh, yes. Like, I, I wouldn't say. I would want it to be a mix between he got game and loving basketball. He should call it she got, she game. got game. Right. Yeah. He should call it she got game. It'd be a mix between he got game and loving basketball though. Yeah. Yep. Right. I would that's, love to see it. That, that's what I want. Yeah. Or forget Spike. Why don't we do it? We can Man. we can start a production company. Those are both Spike, those are both Spike movies. That's what I am. I know. You know we can't mess with Spike now. That's, I'm a sinister Spike, though. Let me tell you, Spike. Let me tell you, Spike Lee is like a treasure. He's like a treasure in our in our culture. Most He's like a treasure. I He's a like national the treasure. Like the way the Knicks did him. Oh no, we won't talk about that today. In fact, you, we should talk forgave, about that. You forgave him. We. I know. We should talk about that on another show. Yeah. We, yeah. We we'll talk about that. We'll put that down as a topic. <laughs> <laughs> oh man um speaking of topics uh i've seen today uh well i've seen this this to today this morning i should say that um bill's quarterback josh allen just got a 258 million dollar extension for six years did you see that yeah you see my face right uh yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, hey, uh, listen. I I said, you know, them three is waiting for a paycheck. I always said that. I said it was Allen, and it was uh, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, and Baker Mayfield. That they were what? They waiting for their paycheck. What do you mean waiting? Because this is the year they're supposed to get paid. All three. Okay. Yeah. They're supposed to get the well, extension. This is their extension year. This is the year they're supposed to get it. And I said, all, and I always just said all three of them ain't going to get it at the same time. Yeah, but, but Dennis, listen, doesn't this make him the second highest paid quarterback, second only to Patrick Mahomes? Yeah. That's what they, I Go mean. Ahead. That's Go they, ahead. Go ahead. Listen, as, that's the way the market is in football. Listen, I understand, but I'm waiting to see the article that comes out that says 
does Josh Allen deserve this latest contract? I want to see the article. I haven't seen it yet. No. I've seen an announcement, but I haven't seen the article. Because, And the reason why I'm saying this is because when Dak finally got his money, the same day I saw articles. Does Dak Prescott really deserve this? Mm. Does he deserve this latest contract? I'm like, okay, well, where's the Josh Allen question? Whether you believe that he does or not is irrelevant. Why isn't the question being asked about that particular quarterback? I don't know. We'll find out, though. Mm. Mm. Only thing Josh I know. did differently was that he went to the AFC Championship game. Exactly. That's why I say, where is the question? Well, some people say he was second MVP vote, but. Yes, he was. He was. Where is the question? Listen, let me tell you something. Any time Tom Brady got anything, they even questioned it about him before. They still question whether he would be Tom Brady if he was drafted somewhere else. Exactly. And he's supposedly the GOAT. You know, I don't think so. So what I'm saying is, why isn't the question being asked? I am not sitting here saying that he didn't deserve it even though I don't think it is. I am not saying that. I'm just saying, why isn't the question being asked? And I know Bills fans are going to be in the comments when they hear this, say, oh, you just hating on the Bills. Bills beat the Steelers. (laughs) No, I'm not talking about that right now. This is not troll time. I'm just saying, why hasn't the media asked the question? Why aren't they asking the question about him? He's not perfect. He's not a golden boy. Mm. I don't know, Dennis. I just think that's a lot of money, and that's a lot of years. Six years? Six years. Six years, yeah. So uh, I think somebody told me that Josh is in Buffalo for the next eight years. I think that's what Mm. they're saying. Well, you know, maybe 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 that's normal. Because who else want to come to Buffalo? Oh, no, it ain't just that. But think about it. They ain't had a good – last good quarterback that they had was Jim Kelly. Jim so. Kelly. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Who wants to come to Buffalo? It's, it's, so know, maybe been, they do need to lock him in that long. It's been it's been hard to get, you know, quarterbacks uh, through them years. They went 20 yeah. years without a good quarterback. Mm. You know, it's Buffalo. He was picking up pieces and drafting and picking up pieces and drafting. Going Mm -hmm. through coaches, you know, they couldn't get it right. Now now they're finally starting to get it right. Got to the AFC Championship game. Paid their quarterback. You know, I think they got to pay their linebacker and and pay their defensive defensive tackle. I think that's the one, too, that got paid after that. Um, but you know, congratulations to Josh. You know, he got his money. He got his money. See, I want to see what Lamar and Baker gonna do. Cause I I got a feeling Baker gonna get the stupid contract. Look at my face. I just got a feeling that Baker's gonna get a stupid contract. I'm just trying to tell you. Baker, I got a I got a strange feeling Baker's gonna get a crazy contract. I'm sure. Because he's Baker Mayfield. He probably will. 
Well, I'm just saying. I just, as, as the Browns, I just don't another, see. That's another I don't see. Has been what? Ain't had a quarterback since uh since forever. No, no. What's, what was the tall guy named? Bernie Bernie Kosar. Bernie Kosar. I know. Child. Bernie the accurate Kozar is what I used to call him. And they've been drafting number one picks Bernie, at the number one picks at the number one. Bernie picks. on point Kozar. I mean, he used to be on. I mean, he was accurate as hell. He won nothing, but he was accurate. <laughs> but I'm just, I'm just I'm I don't know. I don't know what other people see in, in Baker. I, I don't see what everybody else sees in this dude. I just don't. I like Baker. I like Baker. And, and nothing about him has changed my mind. You like Baker for reasons that have nothing to do with football. So I'm not <laughs> even I'm not even going by what you say, dog. No. When you told me the reason I was done with you, done listening to you talking about Baker Mayfield and how you for like those, him. No. Ain't know, got nothing uh, to do with football, so I don't want to hear it. Baker Mayfield uh if they remember that 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 little small, quick little rivalry Ohio State had with Oklahoma, Oklahoma. I mean, Ohio State came to Oklahoma and and danced on their field and inside they starved when they beat them. So the next year they went to Ohio State and Baker Mayfield came out with the flag and they they beat them. He came out with the flag. They went in the middle, danced on their field and stabbed the flag in the middle. They I, I fell in love with him very since then. That was it. No, but the main reason why is because of your pocket. Yeah, and then don't forget that there he made me a lot of money. And see, you see that 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 right there. I was like, so neither one of these reasons has anything to do with his football play. Everybody I'm done with you. I'm, parlay, I'm done with I'm you and Baker guy. Mayfield. I'm a parlay guy. Baker and Oklahoma was winning me a lot of money, so that's why I'm done. That's why you'll see if you ever see me on shows with Buck Flair. He always calls me an Oklahoma fan. Um, That's Sharon, right. Sharon always says, well, we love my love for Baker Mayfield, you know. Mm -hmm. You a Browns fan. You a closeted Browns fan. That's what I call you. Man. Man. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just it's what it is. So for those that don't know. Welcome to the side, John, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the side, <laughs> The side, side, John. It's early Saturday morning. Um, mm, yep. Get now, up, get up. The, the next the next thing I wanted to talk about now, uh, Spirit Airlines. Now, they, they told me that the, the, well, hold on, it's Spirit and American Airlines, but Spirit, they told me that the pilots on Spirit Airlines have, um, you know, went on strike. Oh, it's just the pilots? That's what they, that's what they said. They said that the pilots have went on strike. Now, I, I got it from a different source, from a different source. So my sources may be wrong. Now, what I've read is that they've just been canceling flights and they're trying to get things back together. That's what uh -huh. I've read. And, you know, uh, Friday, to be in the Friday that just passed, they said that they only canceled about 100 flights, which was like one of their lowest of the week. But, Dennis, by Tuesday, were you talking about last week, Friday? No, I'm talking about this week's Friday. As in yesterday. As in yesterday. Oh, okay. Because I was going to say, because Tuesday, uh, half of Spirit's flights were canceled on Tuesday. Yeah. 347 flights. And then Wednesday, I think it was another two-something. And then Thursday, I think it was another two-something. 
but Friday it was down to about a hundred, and the CEO said he's trying to get it together. Supposedly. 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 That crazy thing is, I have a flight with Spirit on Wednesday. Get out of here. Yeah, I have a flight with Spirit on Wednesday. I haven't gotten an email because that's what they kept telling me every day I call them. They keep telling me, if you haven't received the email, then your flight hasn't been canceled. Hmm. Now, they probably sent me my email probably Monday. That's probably. Are you, you, are you flying out of Philly? Yes. A very busy airport. Sure is. It always is. Yeah. Going through customs over there ain't no joke. As a matter of fact, uh, <laughs> my dad, when we went to the Eagles Cowboys game two years ago, they held my dad up because he had all this cowboy stuff on. I said, "What you think you're going to Dallas? No, 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 no. You got to go get checked again." <laughs> I said, "I told you not to wear that trash nowhere." <laughs> <laughs> Mm-mm-mm. Shout out to my pop, man. That's my guy. Well, uh, the flight attendants are definitely saying it's it's not them that's on 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 strike. The yeah. flight attendants are saying, like the Association of Flight Attendants, they're saying there's no flight attendant strike. Crews are not the issue. That's the statement they released. So, I, I my thing is, I really don't. We don't really know what's going on. Yeah, that's, that's what's so frightening to me. You know, you don't play with the airlines. Right. It's too many planes up in the air. Too you can't. Many. That's a serious, serious job right there. That's a serious industry. You don't too mess much, with flight. Too much bad weather. Too many hurricanes coming around. You got COVID and yeah, all that's going on. Come on. Pay them. Yes, and terrorism. You still got to worry about terrorism. Terrorism. Really. Pay them people they're supposed to get paid. Now, I will tell you now, I don't know about flight attendants, but those air traffic controllers, they get paid. They get paid well. <laughs> but still, the pressure that they're under and the stress, that's one of the, they're in the top 10 of the most stressful jobs. Did you know that? Air traffic controllers? Uh-uh. What's so yes. stressful about their job? Oh my gosh! Go go visit. Well, they don't even let you in there, so you can't no, go visit. You know what? We gonna get one on the show. That's what we gonna do. We gonna Listen, the man across the, the, the where I grew up, I grew up across the street from a guy who was an air traffic controller, and he used to talk to us about his job. It's stressful, and it's on the list. If you if you Google top ten most stressful occupations. It used, it's been on there. Now, I haven't done this in about 10 years, so I don't know if it's changed in the past 10 years, oh, okay. but I remember it was always in the top 10. I know, I know police officers got to be number one or somewhere Mm-mm. near it. Believe it or not, it's not number one. It was like the um, oil rig person on an oil rig. I think that was what that was ranked higher as a worse occupation or stressful occupation than police officer. Mm-hmm. Have you seen those oil, those, not an oil rig, but the oil 
platform thing out in the, out in the middle of the ocean? Ocean? No. Mm. I, I wouldn't work there. You you couldn't pay me enough. You're in the middle of the ocean on this platform type contraption for weeks at a time or whatever. Where you where you go with something going? Where, how do you where do you go? You're in the ocean. <laughs> well, I don't know where they're supposed to go, but that's a that's a good question. What I'm saying. That, going see, that's the reason why you don't see me on a cruise. Oh no, I, I go on a cruise ship. Nah, like, I've I, been on a. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you something. I've been on a cruise ship, and my broke my boat broke down twice. No, that ain't happening with Sharon. I was on, I was on the, and this boat is no longer there. It's called the, uh, uh, the, the, the it was, it was the, uh, it's called the Granger of the Seas. But if you looked it up online, the nickname <laughs> for it was the Grandmom of the Seas because they said it was an old folks home on a cruise ship. What? Had no, had no idea. Had no idea. So. Oh my gosh. They said it was the oldest boat that was still around. Had no idea about that either. Oh my God! You know what I mean. Now I know. Before I go on trips, I know now to Google what the boat is, what's going on on the boat, and everything. Before I was just like, "Man, we going on a boat, baby. I'm out. Let's go, baby." You know, like well, let's have a ball. Well, let me tell you. In my family and amongst my friends and stuff, it's been a long running joke that I refuse to go on a cruise ship, so I won't go on a cruise. Right? Right. Right before COVID. This is right before COVID. Had to be that holiday season between Thanksgiving and Christmas of 2019. I had just had a conversation with my sister telling her, you know what? I think I'm ready now to get over this fear and to actually go on a cruise. Because next year when her birthday comes, she wants to take a cruise. <laughs> and I told her I want to... I want to go with her on the cruise. I don't want to be left out. I have a thing about being left out. In case you haven't noticed that about me, I have a thing about being left out. Yeah, so I'm like, well, no, this is your, a, this is an iconic a, birthday. Of course you want your sister there, your real sister. I want to be there, right? Right. So I said, okay, it's 2019. We got until 2022. For me to get myself together, right? So I oh, said, okay. So, so wait a minute, wait a minute. Is y'all still going? Well, this is the thing. This is before COVID, right? I know and so right. now it's COVID. So COVID's happening, and now it's 2021, and you got people still getting sick, and it's birthday? ramping back, and it's ramping back up again. When her birthday? April, April 6th. And she going, like, is it before April that she going or is it after? No, it's going to be around her birthday. Around her birthday? I might go. Mm -hmm. if I, you got to go if I go. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm just saying, if this COVID don't act right, Sharon's not going on a ship. I might go. I got to see what ship. But let and me, it's going to be. Let and me it's, tell you and what it's, happened. Let me tell you what happened on this boat. Let me, let me explain the story. <laughs> uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. We get get your boat. popcorn ready, folks. We get on this boat leaving out of Baltimore. You know, uh, everything is cool. They, uh, after about 10 o'clock, ain't nothing open but this one club. And it's way up the top. <laughs> Make sure there's no, nobody else here. The music nowhere else. 
So I said, all right, I'm, I'm kind of cool with that. This is, you know, it is what it is. I, I done snuck my leg on the boat. I'm, I'm cool with them. I'm doing, I'm doing. <laughs> so now we get to Florida. Something happened on the boat. It's like what outbreak. happened? It was an outbreak. Now certain people Thanks. can't leave their room. They can't leave their room, and they were they wearing the mask before. They were in these masks right here before COVID. They was COVID ready before COVID. It's outbreak. They got to eat from their room. They get their food delivered to their room. That was the first thing. Second thing is now everybody on the ship is working in the kitchen. They handing out plates. They helping you put the stuff on your on your food. This uh-huh. outbreak just came out of nowhere. This is 2017. 2017. But, that, but that's what happens on these ships. Right. I've, this, I've this heard it. The first time. This is this is this is my. I think this is my third time on a cruise. This is the first time this had happened. So now we get to, to the you. Bahamas. We get to the Bahamas, and everybody say the boat broke down. We got to stay extra time at the Bahamas for them to fix the boat. Right. I said, how the hell the boat break down? What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> It's mechanical, Dennis. It can happen to anything mechanical at any time. Everything that was happening, I just couldn't believe it. So, you know, we we in the Bahamas, we having a good time going around doing our thing. You know, now we trying to leave out the Bahamas and the boat breaks again, but we in the middle of the sea. Oh, my stomach was hurting so bad that day. The boat was- Dennis, let me tell you. Let me tell you, if I was on that ship, everybody would have paid for it because I'm telling you, I would have been, I would have been out of control. See, I I know me. This is why you need to keep my butt off the ship because if something like that happened and I was on the ship, it would, nobody would rest. Nobody would rest. Ask my sister. (laughs) <laughs> Nobody would rest. This is what man, I'm that, telling you. That boat was going boom, bam. <laughs> and I met some people from that from that cruise ship, and I man, I, I'm gonna make sure I tag them in this so they can actually <laughs> see this. Make sure I tag them so they can see this. They'll they'll tell you that boat broke down and it was going boom, bam. And but we finally got the floor to me. I I'm I'm always in the mood. Listen, if I'm gonna die, I'm dying peacefully. I'm going to sleep. You ain't gonna have me dying hurt. Now you gonna kill me. I'm going to go to sleep. I'm dying peacefully. My, my wife at the time, she she just can't understand it. I Listen, I, I lived in North Philly. I done made it through the Badlands. I'm going to die. I'm going to die peacefully. Anybody just had me going out like that. So, I understand that. Right. But I'm, tell, I'm telling you, I was ready. I was ready to, to finally face my fear and get over it, you know, on the ship. But now with COVID, you got COVID to worry about. On top of everything else, I, I don't I don't know if I'm gonna be ready by next year. I just don't know. I don't know. I was ready. I've been on a ship before, but it was one time I was on a ship, it was actually docked somewhere. And it, it's a restaurant. And so you just go on the ship, but it doesn't go anywhere. It just sits there on the water. You know what I'm saying? And it was beautiful. That was a great experience. And you could tell you were on the ship. I could feel it. But other than, and then another time I was on a ship, um, it went like out into this, it was like a, like a gulf. 
So it's not the real big ocean. It's just right here close to the land. And it went up and it, it came not, back. I'm not going to lie. That is not going to lie to you. That is a little bit of a weird feeling when you go mm -hmm. out there and you don't see no land. It's just all ocean. Yeah. Then see, no, see I no can't do that. that. You could potentially swim to if this thing no. did break down. That, that is, I'm and not that, gonna and lie let me tell you, I can swim, Dennis. This is what people don't understand. People are like, but if you can swim, I don't understand. Did you have a, like a, did you have like a bad experience swimming or something? Nope. I didn't almost drown as a kid or nothing. I just have a phobia of flying over large bodies of water and also being out in large bodies of water. Mm. I can't explain it. Did I tell, I told you about my Tampa experience, didn't I? I don't know. I may not have. Okay. So Tampa is the only place I've ever been to in Florida. Right. Okay. And in my previous job as a team leader in um, management and as a trainer, my, the company that I was with had a head, had a, uh, a second location down in Florida. The headquarters was in Cleveland. They had a satellite uh, office in a, or branch main office in Tampa that used to do training. It was a training facility. And so sometimes I would have to go down there for train the trainer classes and all this stuff. So they would fly us down to, to Tampa. So the first flight to Tampa, I was so excited. I finally get to see Florida, right? Because Florida, you know, always look beautiful. I want to see palm trees. I hadn't seen palm trees since 1988 when I went out to California, right? And so I was like, I get to see some palm trees, right? I'm all excited. And when I fly, I always get the window seat. I love flying. Okay. I've always liked to fly. I don't like the takeoff and I don't like the landing. But once I'm up there, I'm good. I don't love flying. So, oh, I, I like it. So I get I get to Tampa and then the pilot comes on. Boom. Hey, folks, we're flying over so and so and so and so. And the weather is so and so and so. Just passing your seatbelt and we'll be down in the next seven minutes. You know how they do that, right? right? So I'm sitting there, I'm like talking to the guy next to me. We're just chit-chatting, chit-chat, chit-chat, chit-chat. I feel the plane. The plane goes like this. It goes, it dips this way a little bit. Then it dips this way to the right. And it keeps on dipping. And so when you feel the plane go like this, you're going to quite naturally look out the window. Just to see what's going on. I wasn't afraid or anything. I just felt like that maybe they were doing a turn to approach the runway, right? And I love looking at the land below you when I'm on a plane. So I just look out the window, just casually look, look out the window. Guess what I see? Nothing but blue water. And when I tell you I had one of the worst panic attacks I had ever seen had in my life, as soon as I saw the water, what was going on is the plane flies out over Tampa Bay, the real bay, mm -hmm. because the airport is right there. And so you fly out over the bay so you can approach and go into the to the um, landing strip. And I didn't know this. This is my first time in Florida. <laughs> I look at that water. <sighs> I screamed and grabbed the dude next to me. 
<laughs> he's like, what's wrong? He's like, what's wrong? I couldn't hardly breathe. I couldn't hardly talk. There was a doctor. Doctor had to come over there and sit next to me. Now, remember, you're supposed to leave your seatbelts on. You're not supposed to undo your seatbelt because we're going like this. Right. Doctor took off his seatbelt, jumped over there with us and let the guy move. And he had to calm me down the rest of the flight. So what seemed what was seven minutes seemed like an hour just to land to me. And by the time I landed, I was covered in sweat. <laughs> it was terrible. Wow. It scared me to death. Dennis, I was so mad at myself. And I said, I don't understand where this fear comes. I don't know where it came from. It's only over water. I don't know what it is because I flew out to California back. I had no problems. We had straight flights to California. There and back. Did not have a layover. And so we were in the air like six hours or seven, six or seven hours. I did not have any problems. Slept, woke up, ate. See, that, I, see that's, that's me. I was fine. I'm on the plane. I'm, anytime I get on the plane, I'm going to sleep. <laughs> like I always say, if you're going to kill me, I'm going out the peaceful way. <laughs> <laughs> you can you go out of your sleep. and all that. I tell you, Dennis, I don't know what it is, but I don't know. Something going to have to happen if I'm going to go on this cruise next year with my sister. I got to pray on it. <laughs> now, now, all right. Now, that was that was the worst ship I've been on, and that ship no longer exists. Now, the first ship I ever went on, we left out of New York. I didn't even know that we left. Wow. I didn't, okay. You don't feel it. You don't know that you're moving. Well, that's because they're so huge. Yeah, like they they got it to a point now where you know, like um, you know, it's pretty good. Like like sometimes you'll be sitting there and um, you, you got to watch like how you put your uh your cups on the uh on the table. You got to make uh -huh. sure you put a napkin on on the cup that's on the table. So I'm at the comedy lounge and I forgot about that. I'm sitting over there drinking my drink. My drink just slid to the other end of the table. I was like, oh, I ain't even know we, because I, I, I keep forgetting that we on a cruise. I'm thinking I'm at home. <laughs> <laughs> That's it's, funny. It's, uh, but yeah, it, it's just, I know not to go on no low budget cruises. That's what I know. You know you no, you got to keep that straight. Yeah, my ship has to be a 4.5 or over. You got to keep it straight. Keep yeah. it straight. Keep it high, high level. Yeah, I, I'm gonna have to be a bougie uh, cruise guy. Y'all gonna say? What yeah, me want, too. But, but I've me been on too. a low budget cruise and my stomach was hurting. Stomach was hurting bad. Well, especially, especially as scared as I am. Shoot. <laughs> but the other ones, man, you had so much stuff to do on a cruise, man. You even forgot you were on a cruise, forgot where your room at. You're so drunk. You like hold up. When we all on the floor with you? Nah, nah, I can't, I can't, I'm not gonna, uh, I, look, I'm gonna be crazy on the cruise as it is. There ain't no way in the world I'm gonna be drunk. I just can't do that. Because mm -mm. I gotta be ready to do, to move in case I gotta put on life preserver and jump in the ocean or oh, get yeah, on the you, boat. You gotta, you gotta get I gotta do crazy. something. You get those out of control instructions too in the beginning. It mm -hmm. keeps you like you passenger 38 or something. 
Terrible. Shut up, Dennis. I'm going to leave the cruise thing alone. I was just, whoo. I'm trying to tell you. After that one hour uh, talk, usually everything is all right. But that one hour talk that they have with you about where you need to go in case of emergency and you need to be in this section and this section only to make sure you get on this emergency boat and all that. Man, craziest thing I've heard. Well, you better you better commit it to memory. I know that stuff come in handy in a real emergency. When I'm on that cruise, though, I'm keeping the mask on because the COVID is on the cruise. I don't care what they tell me. And that's what I'm saying. That's why yeah, I'm like, they gonna mm-hmm. wipe the wax down all they want to. The COVID is on that cruise. Is mm-hmm. That know, thing like, is too like, big. Like, they can't get every crack and crevice on that ship. Right, right. Like Fat Joe was saying. Fat Joe was like, you know, he went to verses with uh the locks and um. Mm-hmm. And Dipset, and he said, I was in the crowd and I was excited, but I kept my mask on because COVID was dead. He said, That's COVID right. Was dead. That's what he said. He said, God bless everybody that was there, but COVID was dead. <laughs> they tried to distract us, but I knew I kept my mask on. That's what he said. Hey, look, That's what he my, friend, my friend said that COVID was there smoking a cigar with a pair of Jordans on. Right. I cracked up. I said, What you, what? <laughs> I'd be going to these, you know, you go to these restaurants, you go in the restaurant, and they'd be like, oh, we want you to keep your mask on until you start eating. And I'm sitting there looking at this lady like, so you telling me COVID is going to sit there and be like, I ain't going to mess with you while you eating. But if you <laughs> right. about taking that mask off after you eat, I'm coming right. for you playing like double dutch. You understand? Right. Exactly. I'm right in. Come no. On, no. Y'all no. Once I walked into this building, I'm COVID, I'm COVID exposed of whatever. Well, the, the, they 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 think they say that because of the six feet thing. Right. If your table is six feet from that table, if you sit with your mask off and they they got theirs off and they got COVID germs, it won't reach you. Hopefully, that's, that's why that's, they say wait. They say gotta, wait till you get to your table before you take your mask off. That's if you got a good enough dishwasher. I may got the dishes from the dude that had COVID last week. Yeah, that's if you got a good enough dishwasher. You ever thought about that part? I have. That's why you don't see my behind in them restaurants. Those are just some of the things that I'll be thinking about. I don't know about nobody else. But those Remember I told you I'm tired because I cook every day. Remember I said that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I cook every day, which means I'm not going out to eat. <laughs> I'm cooking right. every day. And the girl is tired. But guess what? I'm not so tired I'm going to risk COVID. So I'll just be a tired chick sitting in the in the, uh, in the the kitchen, tired. Well, since you said that about cooking and everything, they, I, see, we, were, we was talking about, you know, this segment of the show I want to call what has happened, you know. And I want to know what has happened to... Uh, women that actually do cook and clean and what happened to fellas that do, you know, take care of home and, and, and pay bills. And when did, this, <laughs> when, did this, when did this new thing come along? Whereas those like, Oh, it's okay for a woman to propose to a man. Like I, when, when did all this start? That's, that's what's confusing me. Like nowadays you go get a girl, and she think her prettiness just overtakes everything. She ain't got to cook or clean. What? 
What you talking about? What you talking about her pretty? What you mean? What you mean her prettiness? What you talking about? Well, let me let me say what they saying nowadays. They think that if you a bad bitch, you ain't got to do nothing but just be a bad bitch and you know just sit there. You ain't got to cook all clean and none of that. Well, do men allow it? Uh, I, you got to be somebody paying for it. Somebody do, paying do men for it. do men allow it? And when when I say allow, when I when I when I say allow, I mean as long as men go chasing after the booty because it looks good, and that's all she has to do is look good for him to shell out money. It's gonna keep happening. Well, that's that's gonna keep happening because uh, it's gonna be a bunch of it's gonna be a bunch of it's gonna be a bunch of dummies out there paying for it. I'm just gonna say that. I'm oh gonna, yeah. I'm gonna watch what I oh, say. Oh yeah. Because I forgot we gotta watch what I say. The comments are getting kind of crazy. Watch what I say. I'm gonna make sure that they they gonna they gonna always get paid, but you ain't gonna be pretty forever. That's the thing about it. You ain't gonna be but they don't care. But see, but but see, they don't care about forever. They all they're thinking about is right now. That's all they're thinking about. It's kind of like it's kind of like it's kind of like like Josh Allen. Josh Allen ain't thinking about Hall of Fame. He ain't thinking about that. He's just thinking about right now. Let me get this bag right now. If I make it to the Hall of Fame, nice. If I don't, okay. But pay me. I, I just need this money right now. Well, Pay I, me. I, I can't. I can't one hundred percent say that. I don't know that. Now I want to see what he do now that down that he got paid. He guarantee he got paid. I want to see what he do. But see, his situation is different from these supposed bad bitches. This is, see, it's different. No, all he got to do is be a bad bitch. All he got to no, do. No, no, but this, it's all like, he got to do is go in there and pretend like he's running the office. That's all he got to do. But no, he but I, I, well, let me let me say this. One thing about him is he did progress year from year to year. He, I mean, he, he has. Does, he does have another skill besides, he does. Throwing, besides throwing the ball. These hookers oh. here are more so <laughs> like, uh, they. I want to say they're more so like Mason Rudolph, all right? That's they more so like, you know, they ain't, they ain't looking to develop too much more or, or maybe Uchi Coochie Danucci. They ain't looking to do too much more, nothing like that. I'm a quarterback. True. I can throw the ball. That's true. It. Mason can't even throw the ball. But anyway, yeah. I, I get your point. I get your point. But but seriously, I was just really joking about Josh Allen. Shout out to Josh Allen getting your bag. I, I'm, I'm really happy for him. Um, shout out to all those Bills Mafia fans shout out there. Shout out to Bills Mafia out there, man. Love the support. Because they, they worse than the Beehive, I tell you. They really are. But um, uh, listen, I don't know what's going on, Dennis. I don't know where these girls are coming from. We were talking earlier about sewing. Yeah. They don't even, they don't, these young ladies nowadays, they don't know how to sew anything. They can't even sew a button on. But you know what they can do? They can make you a TikTok video blindfolded. Yeah, but but I, they can't fix a button. I don't need you to be twerking and getting a TikTok video. I need But but that's what they can do. Now and they and they believe that because they can do that, they're skilled at that, that people like me, I'm a dinosaur. Because I couldn't make a good TikTok video unless you, if you paid me right now. I'm getting better at it. 
That's why y'all haven't seen my videos yet, because I'm going to wait till I get good at it before you see mine. But I can darn show so a button on, on anything, any type of material. <laughs> I know how to do it. I can make just about any type of stitch. I can put a hem in your thing. If you got a tear in something, I can sew it up and make it look brand new almost. Yeah, I can do that. But these young people nowadays, they say, well, that's not important. I just take it to the tailor. Oh, okay. What about knowing how to do that type of stuff yourself? I don't know what happened, Dennis. I, I don't know if it came from children having children. You know, you know, the younger people getting, you know, pregnant people getting younger. Younger people having kids. I don't know if that's what started it. I don't know what has happened. But it's almost um, considered taboo to say a woman should know how to cook and be a good house cleaner. That you should have a clean house and a clean car and, and, you know, clean appearance and know how to cook. Oh, that's, that's almost like a travesty. That's a sexist thing to say. I, I've been to women house that don't have kids and it is terrible. And I've been to men houses that don't have kids and it's somewhere that you want to be. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Now I'm not saying all of them. I'm just saying some of them. Like, mm -hmm. I've, I've that experienced that too. And he, he, he'll, he'll let you know, hey dog, watch what you're doing. Don't be messing up this, none of this over here. I keep I keep mm -hmm. all my stuff clean. That's right. Hey, they, they let you know. You go to the girl mm -hmm. house. Right, yeah, on. I've seen it stuff everywhere. Stuff this stuff it. all over the floor. Just like you go in their room, you look in their room. Whatever clothes they 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 took off, you, they just stepped out of it. The roaches in there, like they're off the floor. <laughs> I mean, even if there's no roaches, it's still a mess. Just mess Same. everywhere. <laughs> Clutter everywhere. It just, yeah. But you mentioned, you mentioned talking, talking about um, proposing. Propos what were you saying about, what, what were you saying about proposing? I've been seeing uh, uh, women proposing to men. Hmm. How do you feel about it? Nah, you know, ain't would you, I mean, would you like to be proposed to by a woman? No. If she, if you've been seeing this girl, this woman, I hate to keep saying girl. If you've been seeing this woman, however many years, what, two or three years, and that's your girl. I mean, that's your heart. You really do love her. You've told me, hey, Miss Sharon, you know what? I really love her chocolate girl. I love her. And uh, y'all get along well. You have your share of, you know, disagreements, but y'all handle them well and you get along. She's your yin to your yang and everything. And you you like, man, I, I can see myself spending my life with her. And then one day at a romantic dinner, she pops the question, how would you feel? What would be on your mind and how would you feel about it? I don't know. I don't know what I would do, but I know one thing I... Probably, I know what for sure. I probably would tell her to, you know, put that ring back. Why are you proposing? What are you doing? 
you know, now it's like, it feel like it's pressure. Like, oh, you ain't do it, so I'm going to do it. No, that's not what you do. That's, that's, so that's the, the way I so, would up. That's not what you do, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're the hunters. We go out and hunt you, and we choose to marry you. If you choose to marry us, it's not going to work. So when you propose to a woman, you're saying that you choose them? Yeah. Aren't they choosing you by saying yes? No, we, we no, no. See, the, at the end of the day, if they say no, we still chose them. That don't mean that it was right. That, but that, okay, but when they say yes, doesn't that mean they chose you too? Yeah. In addition to you? Right. Okay. I just want to make that clear to the people out there watching that, that you're not saying that we're not doing any choosing. No, no, no. Y'all don't choose it. First of all, y'all chose us after we done said all the bullshit we tried to say to y'all to get y'all in the first place. You know, <laughs> you don't walk by us. You done stepped all over our hearts about 48 times. We finally said something that convinced you to come back. Okay. Well. <laughs> not many good pickup lines you got to have. I done ran out of fucking pickup lines now. I just say whatever the fuck I feel now. Mm-hmm. I ran out. ran out of pickup lines. Okay, so... So why is it a problem for you? Why is it that you would not like that? I don't know too many men that do like it. That's the thing about it. I, I, that's what I'm trying to figure out. But tell me, tell us, tell us why. Women switch switch roles like that. But tell us why. Tell us why you don't like it. I don't like it because, like I said, it feel like it's pressure on us to be marrying you. Now we forced to marry you. I wasn't marry you. Maybe I don't want to marry you. You may not be the one I want to be with. We can have well, what, two good years. Well, wait a minute. But what if you me. what if you had it on your mind to ask her to marry you because you do want to marry her, but she ends up asking you first? Of course, she doesn't know that that's on your mind because it's always a surprise, right? But what if? Well, but what if? But what? What if uh, you do want to marry her, but she happens to ask you first? Then we have to wait until I propose. Then we'll be married. But what if she proposes first? How would then, you feel then? Then I would tell her she could take this ring back and she'll wait till I propose and that's the way we'll do it. Uh-oh. She may not like that though, Dennis. Well, then it must not she be. She might say, happen. she might say, what you mean? I'm proposing now. Don't you love me? You told me you love me and you want, and you think you could see us being together. I love you too. And I'm proposing. I'm not saying we got to get married now. We can set a date in the future whenever you want, but I love you and I want the world to know it. And I'm asking you, will you be my husband? What no. you going to say? No. We're not doing this this way. No. And if it ain't meant to be, then oh well. Well, I will tell you, Dennis, I'm an old fashioned girl. I'm not proposing to a man. Do you know I'm just not going to do it. Any of them? Huh? Do you know any females that propose to a man? Not in my personal life, no. Oh. No. Do you know somebody that knows somebody that proposed to a man? No. But I've been seeing it online. It almost makes me feel like maybe these videos are staged. Like it's not really true. Like they're just doing it for social media. I was, I was talking to a girl. She told me nobody's never paid for the first date that she's been on. And this girl 
ain't ugly. This is a beautiful well, girl. But see, that, now that's her fault right there. Because let me I, tell I you, let me tell you, anytime, I, anytime I'm going out with a, with a guy, he's paying. This is what it is. He's paying. And he's paying until he's not. He is paying. <laughs> now, if, if, if I decide, if I decide, hey, you know what, tonight I think I'm going to treat him, then I'll treat him. But any other time, he's paying. I I got a I got a kind of a three date rule. Some people say it's bad, but it is. What it I don't is. have a rule. My You're mom, paying. My mom told me she said <laughs> she said if you pay for all three dates and she ain't bought a piece of gum, soda, or popcorn at the movie theater, none of that shit. She ain't go for none buy none of that extra shit. You don't need to be with. No, that's not true. I, that's what my mother told that's me. That's not true. That that's not true because I'm telling you, I'm telling you, mm, guys could tell you the number of times they could count on their hands the number of times I paid. But the reason why is because of the kind. The I didn't say pay for the date. I, uh, I got you. Right. I'm saying pay for anything. Right. And let me and the, but let me tell you why though. It's the kind of guys that end up I end up dating. They're like that. They're the kind of man that will say, oh, no, honey, I got this. And they get offended if offer, I try to pay. But you offer. If I offer. I'm yeah. saying if. Yeah, but if the, the times right. that okay, I would but, offer. But you offer. Rare. I'm just saying if you never even, you never even offer. But but listen to me, Dennis. I didn't always offer to um all the guys that I've dated, though. There's some I never offered. Everybody wasn't supposed to. Don't even worry about it. I mean, I'm I'm just saying. There's some I never offered. I dated a guy. He was wealthy, and I didn't know he was wealthy when I met him. Okay, and first date, he took me out. It was just dinner, and we went to a club and we were dancing. Then afterwards, we went to the spot and we were talking, and we talked all night till about four in the morning. Then he took me home. Okay. Next time we went on a date, we went to the movies. Next time we went on a date, we went putt putt golf. Next time we went on a date, we went to a house party. I mean, this is this is how it went. I never had to think. Wait, I never, never, I never. Party? Huh? That's new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the one, at, yeah, the one of his friends' house. Wow. It was fun. He got. He has some really funny, good friends. And um, the person had a, had a nice crib, had an outdoor patio with a double grill and the thing overhead and a pool and a fire pit, had a little area where you could dance. He had a DJ, uh, had a music system, outdoor music system with a TV out in the back. So everything was set up and we went. I brought a bottle of wine with me. At least you bought a bottle of wine. Them girls, but girls, uh, but but see, girls nowadays. I, I was raised things. right, Dennis. You don't go to you don't go to somebody's house empty-handed. If right. well, you you can, but usually when you meet somebody for the first time, you don't go empty-handed. Right. You just don't. He didn't shout ask out, me to bring the wine. My, I just did it. Shout out to my sweet love girls. I bought Tito's vodka. You know what I mean? Tito's vodka. <laughs> What's up, sweet love? My sweet love. But um, I've been enjoying your episodes. 
But um, seriously, I, I just, I don't know, Dennis. I don't know what to say about these newfangled girls talking about, shoot, I ask them, I ain't got to wait for him. Shoot, I pay for my own. I pay my way. You pay your way. And, uh, and then it, it wasn't, wait, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. In the way that they say it, they say it with such disdain in their voice as if a man paying for them is some type of control or something. No, it doesn't make me lose my independence and control just because you pay for my my way into something. It's just it's just it's just culture. It's the way the guys that I tend to date. That's how they were raised. Let me tell you, I've had men, I've had boyfriends or, or guys that I dated where they do open every door for me. I don't touch a door. I Shout out to Mark Brown, my, one of the last few boyfriends I've had, got mad at me because I opened my door one day. He didn't talk to me for hours. Literally, because I, t- I opened my door. I was in my own car. Do you hear what I'm saying? <laughs> I was in my own car. Downtown Mark Brown, man. Downtown Mark Brown, yes. And I'm telling you, this these are kind of that these are the kind of men I date. Now these newfangled men, after years of women saying I'm equal to you, they've taken it too far, and now they keep saying, "Oh, well, since you equal." Then you pay for you, and I'll pay for me. And and then they don't want their answer to the, okay, now I spent all this money on you. What you going to give me? And the women's answer is not ass. So their answer is, okay, well, I'm going to stop paying for it. I'm going to stop paying for you then. That's their answer. I'm just saying this is what they say, Dennis. All right, because they they taking things the wrong way. Well, that's what they do. And what I, they know, need. I can't say they taking things the wrong way. They met some of the wrong guys. They that's met some of the wrong women. They met well. Don't women met some of the wrong guys. Well, that's that too. And, and that those too. Guys may have uh, tainted the way that they think about other men. So now they they come off. With a different approach. I understand. Well, listen, listen, and women need, listen, women need to stop saying that they don't need a man. They need to stop saying that nonsense. Because y'all got about 400 toys in the toy and the sex toy department and we still around. Okay. Hello. Hello. 400 toys in the sex toy department. They made a new one called the Rose. They're going to make a new one every three months. Just let y'all know that. Exactly. We still around. Exactly, amen. See, there you go. Right. <laughs> I'm just saying that because those, they, I know they, it. those be the ones that be saying the shit that you be seeing them pregnant with some nut broke ass mother. You be like, come on, you said all that. That's who you with? Like, come on, man. That's what they do. I don't, I don't, I don't need no man. Yes, you do. Yes, you do need a man. And saying that you need a man. Is not demeaning as a woman. I'm not saying that I need him. Like I can't, I don't know how to fend for myself. I'm not saying that I need him because I can't take care of myself. I'm not saying I need him because I don't have any identity without a man. None of that is true. No, 
but I need a man. People, women who say they don't need a man, if you if you're heterosexual, I'm saying, if and you're a woman and you're saying you don't need a man at all, need to listen to Stephanie Mills' song, Comfort of a Man. Just go play that one time. Stephanie Mills, Comfort of a Man. That's some jewels for you right there. Just go Stephanie just Mills. go listen to that song a few times. Yeah. Stephanie Mills, Comfort of a Man. That's some jewels yeah. for you right there. I need a com- the comfort of a man. That's all. And when she breaks that down what and she says, need I need, no, what you, what you I need. Say, ladies, what you don't need is no boys. That's what you no. need. You don't need you don't. No You raise your own fucking boys. And to be but as a woman, I do need a man. I need a man. And there are sometimes, it's great to have your girls. Don't Nothing compares to my sister and my girls. As far as my girl, my female, my women friends and people don't like us to use female no more can't even use the word female no more lord have mercy 2021 but anyway this is part one uh what has happened there will be a part two what has happened there'll be other part two maybe we talk too long about it but i'm just saying dennis i just don't i don't women we have hurt ourselves with the way that we say things and words are important and we need to stop bashing men because all men are not dogs. All men are not selfish. All men are not idiots. And all men are not misogynist, sexist pigs. They're not. There's some wonderful men out here. And I just love men. I love y'all. I do. I love being around y'all. Y'all make me feel good for the most part. Some of y'all asses. There's some trolls on social media, but I do. I I ain't gonna. You ain't gonna never hear me say I don't need a man. You never gonna hear me make that statement because that's crazy to me. Well, Next topic. Well, <laughs> we'll revisit that. We'll revisit that next week. Make sure you well. We'll revisit that the next time on uh, the side zone. Make sure y'all the side zone each, each and every Saturday morning to the side zone, and uh, each and every Tuesday at eight p.m. Eastern to Talk Your Wish Tuesday. Um, and that same night, make sure y'all tune in to Stay Tuned that comes on ten p.m. Eastern on Tuesday. It's a mm-hmm. double header for you that you'll love to see. Um, mm-hmm. Besides that. I'm Dennis Holmes. That's Sharon Mullen. The chocolate. I am girl. the chocolate girl. That's right. That's right. And I Can I say this. one last thing? Yeah, go ahead. Go matter of fact, go ahead. Go ahead. Go say one last thing. Shout out to Allison Felix on becoming the most decorated woman track star ever with her tenth medal in the Olympics. And this is the side journalism. <laughs>